Hello and welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the weekly manga podcast where every week we read every chapter of Shonen Jump on Viz's website, as well as another collected volume of manga. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm your host, Kevin. And this week we read Snow White with the Red Hair, Volume 1. But before that, we had what I thought was quite a good issue of Shonen Jump. Yeah. Nothing really stand out, but almost everything was good. Yeah. If you don't have anything else to say, let's get on into it, because we're up to a full 20 chapters again, and we're talking about like half of them. Let's do it. First up, we have the brand new series, Nine Dragons Ball Parade, Chapter 1, The Start of a Dream, which is nice because I said last week that I wanted there to be one more series in Jump, and did I say I wanted it to be a sports series? Because I know I had that thought, but I don't remember if I said that on the podcast. I don't think you said that. I feel like Jump is in need of a sports series or two. I know you're not a big fan of sports series, so what did you think of this chapter? It was fine. Like, you know, it's a sort of typical sports thing. Well, I guess not, because it's the kid trying out for the super cool baseball team, but he doesn't get in. Yeah, we'll get to that twist at the end eventually. I actually really, really enjoyed it. Much more than any of the other sports series we've had in Jump. I know I don't want to say it's better than Haikyuu because we've talked about our weird experience with Haikyuu. Mm-hmm. But compared to like Beast Children or that weird chess one, this yeah. first chapter grabbed me a lot better. I think the dynamic where the main character is a catcher and so his partner is a pitcher is just like a very, very good dynamic for shonen storytelling. Yeah. I know there's been baseball manga done before and I've never read it, but I also just think baseball is an excellent sport for a manga because I find baseball pretty entertaining or i enjoy baseball but it's a super boring ass game to if you like just watch a full game which makes it really good for something like manga where you can make really dramatic situations and just highlight and focus on those and if there are a couple of boring innings you can skip them in one panel yeah the art style is not my favorite i don't hate it it reminds me a little bit more of me and robico than i would like to though like it's pretty cartoony and kiddish I-, I think that's fine but it's just not my favorite yeah but like i said i think that dynamic between the pitcher and catcher is really good the pitcher only being able to throw fastballs leaves a lot of room for development for him whether yeah. they continue that as a gimmick or he has to learn to throw a change up you know training arc the ending where he doesn't get on the team of his dreams even though he wins the tryout game because they're like, yeah, you're crazy smart and you use that to your advantage, but we have a huge scouting department and all these analysts, so we actually just need physical skill. We don't need you. Sorry. It is kind of weird. I, I get it because you don't want him to fulfill his dream in the first chapter. You can do that. Deku doesn't literally get into UA in the first chapter, but if he did, it would not really change my year academia much. Yep. But like, I did find that downer to be kind of a weird swerve in in, in such a way that it feels like we don't really know what the actual premise is going to be but we do know the characters and that's probably more important and that's going to be baseball so that's probably enough well i'm expecting a i guess it comes to a bad news bears kind of thing of you know the two of them are going to start their own team and it's like well like i i kind of like that that's a cool concept but I also, like, I don't feel like the one dude who was like, no, we're not going to let you in because we have a whole team of 50 analysts to be wrong. 
necessarily. Like no, no, I totally agree with that. I was almost expecting them to be like, "Hey, but you can be one of our analysts if you want," and for him to have the hard choice of, "Ah, oh, like it's always been my dream to play. Is that good enough?" Yeah, yeah, and then like maybe get a chance to prove that he does belong on the field, even though mm-hmm. they have a team of analysts. You know, it's just like, yeah, yeah we've we are we have this team of analysts. Yeah, but you guys can't make you know snap decisions for the catcher like although it, it was interesting you know the real sports tra- the way real sports coaching works is no you can't but you can teach them that right yeah it, it's much easier to teach somebody you know those skills are at least good enough than it is to make them a like super powerful hitter that, that's what coaching exists for so i found the premise interesting i was also kind of leaning towards the they kind of showed that it was very easy to get under the other catcher's skin mm-hmm. versus this guy was like very cool under pressure, which is another he thing. Yeah, the mental fortitude, which is, yeah, yeah. You can't really train that very well. Like, you can, just like you can train somebody to hit the ball harder. But like, there's a certain level of, if you're the kind of person who breaks under pressure, you kind of tend to always break under pressure. And this kid didn't. So like, that would be a quality worth picking him up on. Even though, yes, he was he wasn't as physically capable as the other guy. I was like, yeah, but I, the other guy broke under pressure. This kid didn't. Yeah, and because it's a you know shouted manga, he is the one who gets the hit that wins the game. Yep, for them. So yeah, I, I'm very interested in it. It's probably my favorite of the chapter ones of the new series. Um, it's between that and Witch Watch for sure. I I preferred the Witch Watch more. I just. I vibed with it more because I'm not a big sports manga dude. Yeah, and but like I was saying, I, my thought was like, there's a sports manga shaped hole in Shonen Jump right now, and I that's would fair, love for yeah. something to fill it. And like I said, I feel like this is definitely the best one that started since we started reading Shonen Jump. Yeah. Anything else you want to say on it? Nope. That leads us to My Hero Academia number 301, The Wrong Way to Put Out a Fire Part 1, which is kind of just backstory on endeavor and his kid it's very interesting i enjoyed the chapter but like it's hard to put my finger on what exactly my criticism of it is i think it's the fact that the cliffhanger last episode was ray endeavor's wife showing up and it be gonna be like hey you know what's gonna happen but like there's no real confrontation there it's just backstory for the confrontation to come yeah It, it also gets into like weird stuff about Endeavor and Ray, and that they are child abusers, so it's hard to get behind them here. Because, you know, Endeavor early on is made out to be a jerk, right? And Todoroki defends his mom, but she is the one who scarred him, right? And Endeavor caused that, so they're both abusive in this weird way. So even though I really enjoyed the backstory stuff here, like, that's just been on my mind when I think about this chapter in a way that it hasn't been before in My Hero Academia, even though that's previous knowledge that's been established, it's not newly introduced here. Yeah, well, so I kind of was getting a a feeling that this was Endeavor before he was kind of the super abusive asshole that he was to Todoroki. Yeah, exactly. And what I'm, it's weird because we are introduced to Endeavor through Todoroki, right? Yep. Whose perspective is this guy is an asshole. But like, if you look at it objectively, especially here where Endeavor is trying to be a good father in the first place and us knowing he tries again, like there's a world in which what Endeavor does to his wife is entirely justifiable, right? Yeah. Especially since he like, he, they're separated, but she's in a mental hospital and it's not like he has no relationship with her. Mm-hmm. 
it, it's just very strange because they're both like th- th- there's no way to get around the fact that they are both abusive parents, right? Now, yes, I just meant it didn't it didn't feel like either of them were abusive until after during this flashback. Yeah, 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 and that's kind of my point. Is this is the story about why they did that, right? Yeah, and I'm not going to say it's unforgivable or there's no reason. In fact, I think. Like, the more I think about it, the more I think maybe what Endeavor did is reasonable and what his wife did is, isn't, and maybe they're going that way. I don't know. It's very strange. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a very difficult story to tell. And, like, for that reason, I respect that he's trying to tell it. It's just very much on my mind, especially because the events of this are all set up, right? We yeah. get the very interesting tidbit that Dobby, like, has more powerful flames than Endeavor, but he resists ice and cold, not heat. So whenever he uses them, he hurts himself. And he's super obsessed with uh, probably even more than Endeavor at this point in the story, defeating All Might. Although it's also, I think, very easy to read this as Endeavor was like he was before this. And then when he had the kid and like this was the problem, that kind of woke him up and he was like, there are more important things than beating All Might. Yeah. But and the- then he regressed to it afterward. Yeah. That's that's what it seemed like, and it seemed like he like because he went into the thing being like I'm going to make a kid that's capable to beat All Might, but it didn't seem like he was as much of an asshole about it. It was just Dobby as the kid did not understand how to take it well, and so didn't. Mm-hmm. And that's so he's like, hey, you got to stop. Like, sure, you got more powerful flames than me, but you got your mom's body to resist cold temperatures, so. You, it's not going to work. Like, let's calm down. Stop pushing yourself so hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I think it's very good. It's just, like, I feel like that's the only tidbit of information. And like I said, it's a very complex story. It's very difficult to ha- to tell. And, like, I don't want to say there's no place for this in Shonen, but it's, like, a little too, like, realistic for Shonen, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But, like, at, at the same time, that makes it a very interesting to analyze as a story. And, spoilers, it ranked very, very high for me. Yeah. I also... It's just a thing... Oh, go, go on. I really like the ending panel of Dobby using his flame powers on who I assume to be Todoroki. Mm-hmm. Like, little baby Todoroki in Ray's arms. He doesn't actually, like, hit him with it, but he's, you know, got flames coming out of him as he's, like, diving towards him. So I'm mm-hmm. wondering what that's going to be about yeah like it said very interesting like very complex and difficult storytelling i think it's going to be a thing where for me unfortunately the implications don't quite work but we're not there yet this is just a fear that yep. they can definitely pull this off he hasn't done anything irredeemable yet it's just like like i said it's a very complex story because like they're kind of abusive parents although also they, they didn't the physical abuse, like it's it's difficult to get into. Like I said, it's a very complex issue. Yep. Anything else you wanted to say on it? Nope. Uh, that leads us to Jujutsu Kaisen chapter one hundred thirty-eight, the Zenin Clan. What did you think about this chapter of Jujutsu Kaisen, Kevin? So this is still kind of set up for what's going to be happening in this next arc, which is kind of like a hunt for Itadori. Yeah, so Naoya, the character introduced here, is this his first appearance and and or his first mention? I think so. Because okay. I don't think I don't think we've ever dealt with any of the other Zenin clan except for Maki and Mai. Yeah. I was pretty sure it was his first appearance. I just wondered if he had been mentioned before. Uh maybe because... he's been mentioned in passing, like I've got a brother or something like that, but I don't think mm-hmm. it's been a like 
I I don't think so. Well, because they they open up by characterizing him by having him be mega sexist. And that's a fine way to establish this person is a villain, especially if we're going to have Mai and Maki beat him up later. Um, But it left a real sour taste in my mouth. Yeah, that's fair. I was just kind of getting like the clan heads have kind of always been villains of this series. So it's not weird that it's like, I want to be the next clan head. Like the only person who the only person who I'm rooting for to become a clan head is Maki because she's like, I want to become the next clan head to fuck up the clan system. Mm hmm. Well, and Megumi specifically doesn't want to be, like, he's like, I'm completely disassociated with that clan now. Yep. And, and the twist here is that Asl is to become the next clan leader, unless something has happened to Satoru Gojo, in which case Megumi is to become clan head. Yep. And, and something has happened to Satoru Gojo. Yep. Yeah, he's still trapped in the prison room. Mm-hmm. And so, like, of course this guy's th- that evil, but he's like, all right, well, I'll go find Itadori, and uh, Megumi will also be around Itadori, and I'll just kill both of them. That'll work out great. Yeah, w- which is fine to establish him as a villain. We don't also need the ultra-sexist stuff. Again, unless Maki or Mai is going to beat him up, but even then, we can get that when he confronts them. Yeah. A- and then the end of the chapter is Itadori with that brother guy who I don't really have a handle on. Yeah, he's a curse spirit. I think he was because they they stole those fancy cursed spirits from Jujutsu Tech. Yeah, during the exam or not exam, the uh, exchange event. Was that during the exchange event? God, I thought it was. It was. We're we're at the point where we're, the anime is not there yet, and I had read that part of the manga, but I don't didn't have a full handle on things yet. But I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Yeah. Like, when else would they have been able to do it? Yeah, I guess that that it, yeah that makes the most sense. And he's the oldest brother, and uh, he's just, he's kind of had this weird traumatic incident, which has caused him to view Itadori as his brother. And he's kind of like, sort of gotten over it, but is still just kind of like, oh, well, you're not actually a bad guy. And Mm -hmm. the dude who was supposedly helping me out was just doing that so that he could eat me. So I don't want to deal with him either. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's definitely like to form up. Okay, they're they're allied now, and I guess if he's a curse spirit, I didn't realize that. That you know gives him plenty of reason to, like, that that puts him firmly on Itadori's side, right? Because anyone else would probably try to exercise him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's a curse spirit because it's his other two brothers were like the one was I, like clearly a curse spirit. This is just the the most human like one because he's mm-hmm. more powerful, the most powerful. Yeah. Uh, not a bad chapter, but like like you said, that left kind of a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, really the, the thing that I found was cool was just the, oh yeah, we're going to make Megumi the next clan head because something happened to Gojo. I mean, and obviously that's what you do. You give it to the main character who doesn't want it. I mean, that creates instant conflict. And Megumi doesn't even know that. Well, I mean, typically, like, it's that level of the dude who desperately wants to be king probably shouldn't be king. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not always, yeah, depending. It is not always, oh, well, just give it to the guy that doesn't want it. It's like, well, he might not want it for a reason. Yeah. I was actually reading um, Unordinary, which is a a webtoon where they have a similar thing where this guy, uh, like, knows he can't handle power well. So he kind of pretends to be normal most of the time. And someone else is like, so you're supposed to be, like, you know, the most powerful kid in this school which gives you a ton of responsibility and he starts abusing it. And eventually the other character, one of the other characters realizes like, Oh wait, no, he, he literally said he didn't, he didn't want this. 
like to my face because he knew he couldn't handle power. Mm-hmm. And like, so I like the aspect of Megami probably isn't the, I don't want power because I can't handle it. He's probably the, uh, I don't want to deal with a hassle kind of thing, but would actually be or fairly I'm a moody de- teen and I don't think I'm good enough for this or, or I just yeah. don't want to deal with those assholes because they're yeah. assholes. But it's like, he might actually be really good for the job kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to think of like what deal with Gojo was made to create that situation. Yeah. Anything else to say on it? Nope. That brings us to One Piece chapter 1004, Millet Dumplings. Or is it Millet? I'm never sure. I think it's Millet. Okay. This is very uh, inspired by that one story that this whole thing is based on and this character is that I wish I knew the name of because that would make it easier to talk about. It's the Japanese legend about the person who goes to the ogre island and befriends the animals with dumplings. It gets referenced a lot in manga. <laughs> Momotaro? I think that's it. That sounds right. Anyway, we see... Man, I can't remember the name of the girl with the power based on him either. But we see her making a bunch of dumplings on the way over to convert as many people as possible to their side. Yep. And ba- <laughs> I love Usopp literally shooting dumplings into their mouths. Because <laughs> that's a very Usopp move. Yes. Also get some good Frankie in this with him fighting a whole bunch of people. And then, you know, he's like, ah, oh, good reinforcements. And like, help us, Frankie, as Nami and Usopp run up to them. Yeah. Being chased by. <laughs> They're being play- chased by Uni? U- Utir? Uh, Ulti. Ulti. Ulti and page one. Yeah, that was pretty good. Frankie Votom's the shit out of somebody with a sword. Yes. Which, if you're not familiar, there's there because the five is Roman numeral V, and there are five robots that come together. They slash at a V to defeat their enemies. Yeah, well, I mean, he calls it the V for victory slash, but yeah, it's very good. Well, he is a Megazord, so of course. Yes. Yeah, all that's good. There's also some stuff with Sanji with the women who beat him up wanting to beat Robin. He's like, yeah, don't fuck with Robin. That's a bad idea. Yeah. Like, he's refusing because, uh, you know, they were like, oh, go ahead and call for Robin and we'll trap her. And I do like him being like, oh, don't don't fuck with Robin. <laughs> but also that he's refusing to do it. Like, Sanji mm-hmm. clearly has a weakness of he's not going to beat up a girl. So he wasn't able to beat up any of the women trying to kill him. And so I'm wondering kind of what's going to happen with that. Because we haven't seen Robin in a a while. She was with Jimbei last week. She, her, yeah, she, big mom out of the yeah. fight. But I just meant we got reintroduced to basically everyone else. Yeah, yeah. We haven't seen her. We haven't seen... Well, Jinbei was up running with uh, Sanji and Luffy, so he's up separated from them. You're, you might be right. She might be the character we've seen least recently. Yeah. Who's in this melee. And then we also have the samurai... The samurai get found, but we see a silhouette of somebody who's trying to help them. Mm-hmm. It's not a very distinct silhouette. Yamato makes the most sense to me, but you wouldn't think he would be there alone, so. I was getting, uh, and this is the craziest thing ever, I was getting Enel because of the <laughs> earlobes. Okay, that would be that would be some Odai-ass shit that would be all about it. Where he's like, I've come back from the moon, let's make our escape. <laughs> yeah. Big Mom it, is it, fucked it, with her lightning powers. They don't work on that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that I, I, like I saw that I saw his because he's got what looked to be long earlobes. It could be I mean, hair. I because it's like a super dark silhouette. But just that was the first thing that popped in my head of like an L. What? <laughs> I don't think it's an L, but I, oh. I don't think not, so either. 
Now I'm going to be disappointed unless it's a Nell or Crocodile, but that's just because I'm always about Crocodile showing up. I'm sure it's not Crocodile. We'll see, but some other person is here. It might be not even be anybody we know, which would be really sad. That could be too. Although, if but, that's the... Then if why that's would the, you silhouette yeah, them? Yeah, why silhouette them? So I'm, I'm looking forward... I forgot to check. Do we have one next week or no? We do. According, according to the thing, there have been times where it says one next week, and then at the last second, it doesn't happen. But there, it, there's it's at least supposed yeah. to be a one piece next week. Yeah, it's at least planned for next week. Yep. Cool. Because that would be kind of a oh. shitty two-week page break to be like, who is this guy? Although I could certainly imagine that us not finding out next week. Like, us just not going to that story. Possible. Alrighty, next up we have Mashal, Magic and Muscles, Chapter 50, Mash Burn Dead, and the Protein Shake-Up. What did you think of this chapter, Kevin? It was pretty good for a Mashal chapter. Nothing amazing. I did like Mash kind of at the end with the one dude being like, oh, you're all weaklings, and Mash being like, literally, I have never met a person stronger than me. <laughs> well, he doesn't say you're all weaklings. He's like, you can't even use magic. You're so weak. And Mash is like, okay, I've never met anyone stronger than me, though, which is pretty, it's pretty good. That's a pretty good uh, mic drop line. Yes. I, I do also like that when he, his senpai is being abused, he just goes, stop that or get punched. <laughs> yes. But the, re- the chapter should work better and doesn't because it turns out this random character, we were like, why did they introduce this guy uh, last week? Is been introduced to be jobbed? Yep. And like, that's always weak when you introduce a new character for it. There's more, uh, you know, connection if you do it with somebody that we already know. Although, to be fair, most of Mashal's friends are kind of weak already. That's the joke. Yeah. So I can see why you would want a stronger character if yep. you're not willing to give up Lance. And clearly he has for the potential later on in the story. Yep. But it just makes that bit kind of weak. Especially when he's like, here, Mashal, you take the key because we only have one. I'm a good guy. I'm a good senpai. Oh, no, I have been Yamchud. <laughs> like I said, it, it was pretty good. I, I like yeah, the ending. It had some strong lines, for yeah. sure. The ending, the second half, much better than the first half, though. Yes. Anything else to say on it? Nope. Oh, that brings us to Witch Watch 2, a magical duo, which is pretty fun. This is not super fair to the series. We're only on chapter two. And this also seems like a series that would lend itself well to just small one chapter stories and I would enjoy it. But I think with all that prophecy of doom, oh, no, there's going to be disaster. I kind of had the feeling that it was spinning its wheels and I wanted it to, like, go in a direction. And it didn't this week. Okay. I still enjoyed the story, though. Like, the, the the joke at the end is real strong. We we get motivation from her. We get some good interaction between the two. The, like, almost reality show slash sitcom thing of, like, showing the camera on her to give her inner monologue helps cement her as the core character, which I really like. Yeah, I really like, loved those parts. Like, I really loved this chapter. Just everything about it kind of, like, clicked for me as a fun story especially with the, like you said the reality show like inner monologue her talking about how she's feeling for him like she's you know being interviewed was just yeah. great I, the fact that she's the only character that gets those and that's not to say that she's the only one that should for the manga but i think that really puts her in the center and this uh her boyfriend also feel or i guess not boyfriend that's the point but her familiar also feels very much in the center it, it's a very good way for them to share screen time in real estate and to make yep. him feel like he's quiet and aloof because we have you know she's literally an open book to us yep yeah it was very good i really liked the 
the lightness spell joke where it made his personality lighter and then yeah and then like the side effect is that like they get super like heavy and depressed and he's like clingy mom basically yes that was really good because i was waiting for what the the punchline was going to be on the magic because i was like all the magic in this universe seems to not be free even from like a you need magical energy standpoint Mm mm-hmm you know, they all seem to have some kind of side effect. Like, in order to repair the thing, we had to break another thing. And in order to make something light, it then has to be made heavy. And I was expecting something like that, but I wasn't expecting it the to work then on the object to become heavy. Mm-hmm. Like, that was that's that was a pretty cool twist. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I definitely liked it. It was more of like a fridge feeling of like, like they keep saying, hey, this is going somewhere. And like I said, chapter two of Naruto, sure as fuck, doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. So, don't get me wrong. It just is a weird feeling I got. Still really enjoying the series. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, no, I. That's totally fine. I just like I said, I was I really liked this. Uh, that first interview scene where she's just talking about him just really got me. So, in contrast, I'm gonna guess we have I tell C chapter three bright. What did you think of this chapter, Kevin? Eh. <laughs> Slash agree. Like I said, I want to like this series, but like last week I was talking about how they were setting up a mystery and that was maybe good, but then it's just immediately over here. Yeah. And we spend the rest of the chapter basically exploring these two characters, but like we talked about last week, they're both off for the, like the tone is off and therefore both the characters are off. We're yep. given some intrigue in her, but she's already so mysterious and wayfish that it doesn't really work. And like, I get what they're going for, like the theme being that criminals commit criminal acts for a reason it's not out of pure malevolence and i like that as a theme the problem is we don't understand her motivation and we get spend zero time with this you know criminal about why he wanted to do it yeah like we get a throwaway line of mom told me never to play with dolls Mm -hmm. but that doesn't get explained at all so like you said it's like all right cool so Oh, yeah, all these criminals were doing things for a reason. Sure would have been nice to know why either of the other two criminals were doing anything. I mean, I because it's a first chapter story, I don't mind that as much. But yeah, it's just like we've said, and she's isolated because the cops like don't want to help her. Well, that was honestly really bad for me because it was like I thought she was like on the police force. Like, even I, I if I still think no. I think she is because they refer to it as backup and they're like, no, nah, let's not help her. It's like the, it, she's like your asshole worker at work where you're like, I'm going to let him suffer for a bit because he's an asshole and he wouldn't help me. It, it just like. Except she literally would have died. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just for, throws further into contrast the thing we're talking about where it's like the tone doesn't make any sense. Right. Yeah. If this is realistic. Like if somebody is a, who's committed larceny is be, about to be murdered, you save them and then arrest them. Yeah. But they can't arrest her because that breaks the premise of the story. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just very weird. It, the The fact that the police department wouldn't help put a bad taste in my mouth. Like, Yeah. Like I said, I feel like this concept is very close to something very good, but the kinks need to be worked out. And, you know, maybe it's the editor's fault. Maybe it's Jump's fault for pushing this through too quickly. Maybe it's the writer's fault for not being able to pull this off. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's really, it's extra disappointing because I think there's something good here. Yep. Uh, but I don't think we're going to get it. I think this is probably going to be one of those that gets canceled in 20 chapters. Maybe less. <laughs> Maybe less. 
Oh, I just meant, I don't know how, because I think we've had some that are only like 18. Yeah, yeah, it, Time Paradox is pretty short. Yeah. But, but 20 is about how long you get, usually. Yeah. If you're immediately canceled. Yeah, I hope it, like I said, I hope there's something here, but every chapter makes me think it's less likely. Mm-hmm. Which brings us to Ayakashi Triangle, Chapter 32, Mei Hirasaka, which is just talking about the mechanics of the Ayakashi medium and how she reincarnates. Yeah. And it's mostly actually a story of how Brush Ayakashi, whose name I didn't write down and don't know off the top of my head because it's weird to say, yep, fell in love with Mei Hirasaka, one of her former incarnations. Yep, and then we get his stated goal of, so he never drew a picture of her because he was like, yeah, the second I do that, it'll be over. And then Mm -hmm. he never got a chance to because she died before he could. So now he's like, I kind of just want to like bring her out one more time so that I can draw a picture of her and like get closure, which Mm -hmm. I really liked. And then I, of course, loved Matsuri freaking out. I was going to say. That ending is the climax, or is the high point to me where Matsuri yes. goes, oh no, he was in love with her former reincarnation. I'm only her childhood friend, and I'm a girl. Well, and it's I like... I have no chance. Yeah. I feel like I'm only her childhood friend, and I'm a girl is a light novel title. His, like, right before that with the, oh my god, he's like her reincarnated lover? That guy always wins in all the anime and manga that I read. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, what, you don't... You don't read a uh, childhood friend manga? I feel like that's more common. First girl wins. And you got turned into a girl way before he did. <laughs> yeah, I also just like it conceptually because we have a lot of, you know, love triangle stuff going on with Matsuri. Mm-hmm. So it's good to have some of that aimed at. I can't think of anyone in this story's name now. Suzu. Suzu as well. Because yeah. Because we have her friend who thinks he's an alien and the shonen rival and his gear maker yep. all kind of going for him. So it's good to get some attention on her too. I think it gives the, the hijinks some longevity. Yeah. Although I am ready for another sort of shown in action story. Although maybe the last one didn't do well. Maybe. Yeah. I st- enjoyed it quite a bit though. Is there anything else you wanted to say on it? Nope. That brings us to build King chapter 12. The first test which is getting a little bit better. This is a little bit more of what I wanted from tournament arc stuff. Although it's bit. still super heavy on character introductions that like the designs just don't do anything for me. Yeah. Well, especially the kind of like montage. So at first they have them like a montage of the guys actually like completing the test, like hitting the demon nails or whatever they are. But then there's like two pages of just pictures of like their mug shots. These are also the guys that passed the test. Okay. And we get some commentary from the stands about, oh, these specific ones are ones to watch. I think this would be fine if we hadn't spent like two chapters doing this already. Yeah. It's just too much at once. We also get an explanation of Vigor, which is the key power in this universe. Doesn't do anything for me because I'm familiar with Shonen work, but I understand that you do need this yeah. bit of world building. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, I was going to say that. It it wasn't. It didn't detract from anything. And also them talking about how, like, certain plants and rock formations can also have it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because we've already literally seen that. Yeah. Yeah, it was, okay, closer to what I want, but it's not there yet. Mm -hmm. Anything else you want to say on it? Nope. That'll bring us to Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin Depth 30, Sunken Ruins Part 7, which has some pretty cool stuff. I really like the parting of the sea with the right leg. Yeah, that was cool. 
the joke about uh, pressure points and the copying, like, try uh, hitting them in the armpit. He's like, oh, it worked. He's like, yeah, I knew reading all that manga would pay off. Yes. Well, like, because it, it came off like he actually knew something about it. He was like, oh, did she get poked in the armpit? Okay. Uh, should be bright about here. This will hurt a little bit. And like, oh, man, thanks, mister. And then him being like, I I knew manga, reading manga would pay off. And his partner just being like, seriously? Mm-hmm. Kind of just an escalation chapter. It did do the thing I was kind of worried it was going to do, where all the female characters, I guess not all of them, because the captain is a badass and not here, mm-hmm. get kind of taken out so they can kidnap Chaco, which is not ideal, but still pretty good. Yeah. I, I was kind of hoping that the friend was going to like fight and lose, but I was hoping she would put up more of a fight. Yeah. Even if, you know, she now has magical powers and could part the sea with her leg. Yep. But I still enjoyed it. Yeah, and I did like the Chaco stuff with, like, as they're walking towards the seafloor, and sister, this the little one is biting me. Make it stop. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, deal with it. And then Chaco's got a weird glint in her eyes right when they're getting up to the entrance to the temple. Mm-hmm. It was kind of cool. Anything else you want to say on it? I'm looking forward to see what the rest of the MIU does. Because initially, Orpheus was going to go out and save Chaco, but then the captain is like, hold on, we've got teams stationed outside of the temple, like, for this exact reason. You know, don't underestimate us. So I'm at least excited to see what these characters that I can barely remember actually do. Yeah, I'm less excited about that, because I feel like we got a good cast, and I didn't need, you know, all, all the ladies to job for these guys I don't care about. But we'll see. Yeah. Last but not least, we have Mission Yozakura Family, Mission 70, Easterly Wind, which is the conclusion to the fight we've had going on, and mm-hmm. I like it fine. Yeah. Some of the like art on her like catching the fire and dissipating it is really cool. Yeah. But like I said, I haven't super loved this fight, so the conclusion of it is just kind of fine. I kind of like that her blossoming tower uh, power is kind of like a representation of her being the older sister. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to, you know, dissipate and diffuse everything. So, like, uh, that's kind of basically what my power does. Which yeah, I thought was really written. cool. Yeah. Nothing super amazing out of it, but I definitely liked it. Uh, that's kind of all I have to say about it. I know you've been more into this arc than I have, so anything you want to add? I also really like that, I mean, of course she does, but the fire chick is like, you know, they're telling her, hey, you're going to burn yourself up if you keep using your powers. And Futaba still manages to save her anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very Mission Yazakura family. Maybe she can also be their maid. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> she could be their garbage person. <laughs> That's way worse, in my opinion. Well, yeah, but I, I just, you know, she could work the incinerator. Yeah, I, I get where you were going. Anything else you want to say? Nah. That'll bring us into Jump Card.
Jump Card is the segment where we rank everything in Shonen Jump from our least favorite up to our favorite. Back up to a full 20. So what do you have at number 20, Kevin? That's where I put High School Family. Same. It's an extra, extra bad one, in my opinion. Yep. The premise is fine, but it has one joke and it's not funny. And you get to see it four times. Yep. And like, it doesn't fit anywhere. Nope. What do you have at number 19? That's where I put me in Robico. Okay. I did kind of laugh at the joke of Gorilla when he's like starting to go get mad because he hasn't gotten any chocolate. He's like, I need to steal those chocolates and give it to underprivileged orphans. (laughs) And uh, the one guy being like, man, even your evil side is good. (laughs) Yes. That I really enjoyed me and Robico this week. So it went quite a bit higher for me, actually, for things like that. But that is probably the funniest joke in there. Yeah. I got I tell C at 19. Sure. Because it's just frustrating. Uh, what do you have at number 18? That's where I put I tell C. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. Ha 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 ha. I have Phantom Seer there. A okay. little better than last week. They're not literally just saying what they're doing, but like it still has that like, like I'm lost in this story and it's three chapters in. And like why, where, how, who. Yep. Sort of ways. And it didn't do anything to fix that, nor did I think the like solution was especially clever. It's fine. But like I saw it coming. I was like, oh, it's an illusion, and they're going to tell him that. And he's going to like pe- poke himself or something to break it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. What do you got at 17? That's where I put Build King. Okay. The montage of, like, I was like, all right, cool, so we're getting some vigor stuff, and like, yeah, these guys are going to be passing. But then just the, and here's the montage of the people who passed. Do I even, like, do I even need to know this stuff? Aren't they just going to lose in, like, the, you know, the opening rounds of the tournament? Like, who cares? I mean, they could definitely be returning characters. That's, especially when you do an early tournament arc, like a tuning exam, that's a perfect place to introduce characters, so. Yeah, but I figure the the people that got the full, like, here's how this guy took out the thing, here's how this guy took out the thing, those would be the returning characters, not the people that that literally were just like, here is their mugshot. Like, you could just put that, you know, hey, this person versus this person. Like, why do I need to know Mm -hmm. this now? Yeah. I got Sakimoto days at 17. Okay. Some of the stuff, like, some of the jokes about her being drunk was funny, like, specifically when they're threatening mind reader guy. And, like, the skinny Sakimoto bit at the end is good, but, like, the rest of it is just nothing. Yep. Uh, what do you have at 16? That's where I put Phantoms here. I totally agree with you. It was, you know, what's what's going on here? And it's like, hi, you've been turned into dolls. Wait, why am I bleeding? Like, all right, cool. Through the power of friendship, he managed to counter mount, or counterspell the illusion. Sweet. Mm-hmm. 16 is a pretty big jump for me. That's where I put Undead Unluck. Okay. I I like what they're doing thematically, but it seems like they... Saying they can't decide, like they're showing uh, indecision on this character, right? It seems like Unrepair is going to have a face turn is what they're setting up. Mm Mm-hmm. It just seems in the previous chapters they were really setting up swerving that. Yeah. I don't dislike it. Like I said, I thought it was a very good shonen jump, though, and it goes at the bottom of stuff I liked. Fair. What do you have at number 15? That's where I put Sakamoto Days. I completely agree with you. Yeah, nothing really else to say on it. That's where I have the Elusive Samurai. Okay. Kind of a nothing chapter, in my opinion, but like some funny gags. Like the, the pitfall gags are funny, especially when you see the retainers with the shovel. 
Yeah, having like, to dig oh all the pitfalls. Oh my god, how many are we gonna dig? Are yeah. we gonna dig? That, that's a good touch. But like the you know core of it didn't really do much for me. Fair. What do you have at fourteen? That's where I put undead and luck. I'm still expecting uh, swerve from repair or unrepair. There certainly could be, but it had some decent stuff in it. But mm-hmm. again, nothing super amazing. Fourteen is where I put Magi Chan. Okay. I, there's like a really good page turn gag in there with the giant sort of worm monster. But I found this to be not derivative, but like the most basic thing Magi Chan could do to like add another god of destruction. Yeah. Like it just felt like, oh, we everyone needs a Pokemon. Let's get one more in here. And this is by far the least interesting one to me. Yeah. Like whereas the last one added was like genuinely funny and I think has lots of potential for future comedy. Mm-hmm. This one just like reminds me of Naptaku, but like is not as interesting. Mm-hmm. What do you have at thirteen? That's where I put the elusive samurai. I kind of agree. Like this was a bit more of motivation for the samurai to actually like try, but I was like, but we we kind of already got that last week. Like I guess now mm-hmm. it's oh you need to bite your teeth against the god of the shrine or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and this is like you know to set up him trusting the the shrine guy more but because of comedy he's definitely not gonna like it like i said i just doesn't strike me as like a super necessary part of the story i got me and roboco at 13 sure i really like the valentine's day stuff like the, the joke you brought up about gotcha gorilla being like i gotta steal all the chocolate and give it to orphans because he's jealous he didn't get it and he is good the bit where bondo's like ah oh, for trying to like for ditching my friend in the hopes of getting chocolate i deserve to be rejected is good the yep. ending works, aside from Roboco. Yeah. What do you got at 12? That's where I put Mako-chan. I, I did kind of like that, alright, everybody's got a Pokemon now. Like, yes, I know this is the least interesting Pokemon, but it's still nice that everybody's got a Pokemon now, and maybe we can shift on to other adventures. Yeah. I got Build King at 12. Okay. I do agree with you about the the profile stuff, but like the key explanation, that's what we need. We're done with it. That's cool. Yep. And I thought the test itself was pretty decent. We're moving more in a direction that I want. If not for the last two chapters having the same problem, this probably would have ranked higher. Yep. What do you have at 11? That's where I put Mashal. The front half really kind of did detract from the back half being pretty funny. Mm Mm-hmm. Probably another pretty big jump here. This is where I have Mission Yozakura family. Okay. Like I said, not doing much for me, but I did like some of the art pretty well, and at least we're done with this fight. Although, again, I'm kind of worried this was the this is my favorite the character I most want to see in a fight. Mm-hmm. I didn't particularly enjoy that, so maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised. We'll see. Sure. What do you have at number ten? Halfway there. Nine Dragons Ball Parade. Okay. I'm just not a huge sports guy fan, but I did like it. I got Black Clover at ten. Okay. Reading this chapter of Black Clover reminded me of reading Haikyuu. Where I was like, man, I feel like this is super cool, and people who are super into this will be super into this. And like some of the Asta fighting stuff was pretty cool, but I felt kind of, I'm like, okay, who's this person? Who's this person? I know who these guys are. And, you know, it's got that spirit bomb moment. It's good. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this is like Asta's equivalent to when Naruto beat um, the air quotes leader of Atkatsuki, which is the best part of Naruto. And it didn't feel that good. But that's still, you know, pretty decent goes halfway up the list what do you got at nine black clover okay so actually i did like it and i did like the moment i don't think this is quite because like 
this is essentially Naruto beating a mook. Okay, or that's it's true. Asta beating a mook, like he takes him out of one blow with like no struggle whatsoever. Like that's this, true. The struggle wasn't main. Like this is like the first dude Naruto punches out once she once he activates Sage Mode kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, that's closer. I mean, I I realize he doesn't actually. No, no, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like it's that a, doesn't literally happen, but I understand what you're yeah. talking about conceptually. So still good, but and I like I definitely did feel the like you said that spirit bomb moment of everyone being like you know oh great a devil's could wait no that's Asta go Asta go and like I did like that moment, mm-hmm. but I'm more interested to see Asta show up to the other battle because I mean clearly that's going to happen and see what's going to happen there. I'll be very confused is probably what's going to happen. Yes, I got Jujutsu Kaisen nine. Sure. Like I said, I like I like what it's setting up. I like the will reading, but the sexism bit left a bad taste in my mouth. So in a pretty good jump, it, it, it falls down. Fair. Totally fair. So what do you have at number eight, Kevin? So that's where I put Mission Yozakura family. I just really like the bit with the uh, sister kind of explaining her power being, I'm an elder sister, so I have to diffuse a lot of stuff. So that's kind of how my powers work. I do like that idea. I Maybe they could have explored how she had to be a mother figure more. I, I like it conceptually. Conceptually? Conceptionally, too. <laughs> so I had Witch Watch at number eight. Okay. I did enjoy it. Like you said, the jokes are funny. I really like the format. It just was a little light for me. Pun not fully intended. Sure. But I do like it and like where it's going. There was just better stuff I felt this week. Okay. What do you have at number seven? That's where I put Jujutsu Kaisen. I really like the Megami's going to be the head of the Zenin clan, Will Reading, and we're just kind of getting set up that... They're either going to rescue Setro Gojo, in which case he won't be the head of the clan, or they're going to have to take out or kill the dude that's coming after him. And mm-hmm. maybe they'll try and get, like, maybe they'll end up either killing him or taking him out, and then Maki can be it. Yeah, I definitely think Maki or Mai is where they're going long term, right? Yeah. It's a interesting arc because we're getting so much villain side set up first. And mm-hmm. certainly I've seen that before, but I feel like it's pretty rare. And usually it's just like one little like panel yeah. or like a scene. And we're getting lots of different villain angles. It's not bad. It's just different. I'm curious to see where it goes. Well, the I'm forgetting the guy's name now, but uh, is it Yuji? The other Jiu-Jitsu tech guy. Is the it one necessarily, who wants to kill Yeah. Is not necessarily a villain? Like, yes, right now he wants to kill Itadori, but he's also never met Itadori. And... Most of the characters in Jujutsu Kaisen want to kill Itadori before they meet him. That's true. And we can have antagonist versus villain discussion all day long, but he yeah. is going to be the villain of this arc, right? At least to start. Yes. Or a villain of this arc. Clearly, they're setting up multiple. Yeah. Seven is where I put Mashal. Well, I totally okay. agree with you about the first half dragging it down. Uh, there were two quotes from the ending I wrote down, which makes it you know, pretty good. And we didn't even talk about the bit where he gets a protein shake by like the, the bad guy like throws out his water and Mashal catches it too. Yes. Make to a make protein a protein shake. shake. He's like, Oh, three o'clock time from a protein shake. What do you have at number six? That's where I put Dr. Stone. I really like this chapter. I liked the kind of, so for the craftsman thing where they're like, you know, I, I thought I made this thing perfect. Why isn't it working? And then they kind of figure out, it was actually supposed to have this like special cleave plane down the center that probably does something. It, it's the reason it breaks is there intentionally. 
It's also, yeah, it's not necessarily that that's the reason it breaks, but there needs to be this cleave plane in the middle that, like, doesn't necessarily need to be broken, but it does need to be there. Well, I assume it, the diamonds eventually break under the stress because they have that, but it yes. has to be there for them to work. Yes, it, it, yeah. And so they, Senku's team figures that out and they're like, too bad we can't tell the watchmaker about this. Like, hopefully he'll be able to figure it out on his own. And then mm-hmm. the Sukiya, like, sacrificing herself to be a good guy thing was really nice. Where and it's, Zeno gets to make the parallel to cleavage planes. Yes. Yeah. And so, even though she's been captured, Francois is still outside the base, so the plan yeah. still has a chance of working. Yes. But Although it has been... to get the Medusa working. Yeah, but it has been slightly thwarted. Mm-hmm. I got hard-boiled cop and dolphin at six. Okay. I enjoyed it. I kind of talked about the things that make it less than perfect for me. Mm-hmm. What do you have at number five? That's where I put hard-boiled cop. That's where I put Dr. Stone, so... Sure. The cliffhanger on Dr. Stone really got to me. Like I, okay. like I talked about with Hard-Boiled Cop and Dolphin, that one was pretty at to me. Anything you, else you want to say about Cop and Dolphin? No. What do you have at number four, then? That's where I put Ayakashi Triangle. Same. It's still really good. The ending was really good, but the rest of the chapter was just okay, I guess is how I would describe it. Like It's like, all right, so here's some backstory on the painter, which is nice and all, but... The thing that really saved it was Metsuri freaking out over an additional snare in the love, like, web that they have going on at this point. Mm-hmm. Th- that ending panel is the the money, right? Yeah. That's what puts it above stuff like Dr. Stone and, and Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin for me. Yep. What do you have at number three? That's where I put One Piece. Still really solid. Chapter One Piece, some great stuff going on. But we also kind of have a bit of, all right, let's check in with everybody else. Mm-hmm. It's got like a, not a pace issue, but it's like, it's unfocused and not in a way that's like going to be a problem when you read it collected or mm. even a problem when you're reading it as a chapter. But at the no. end of it, you're like, what happened? Not much. But I was at fun the whole time. Yeah, it was still top three for me. It was just, mm-hmm. this isn't peak One Piece. This yes. is just One Piece being itself. Yeah, I felt very similar, which is why I wanted to bring it up, even though I have it slightly higher. Because I have Nine Dragons at number three. Sure. Like I said, it's exactly what I wanted uh, out of the presumably last series we're going to get out of this batch. I would assume so. And, like, I think it's a very good setup for a sports manga. Unless they're doing another Jump Plus series that we're going to get translated. That could be. and I could see Jump going to 21, but I don't think it will. I don't think so either, but I was just thinking maybe because Hell's Paradise ended, maybe there's a new series in Jump Plus that we might get the translation for. I assume we'll get Chainsaw Man when it comes, but... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't really know what their plan is in distribution there, or like if, if they're caught on translators, or what the deal is there. Mm. What do you have at number two? That's where I put my hero. Just some really good backstory stuff for Endeavor's family. And I know... I, I agree with you. It's a very complicated topic to bring up, but I'm kind of glad they are doing it. Yeah, and we're I, seeing a bit more of what makes the redemption of Endeavor better. Like he getting wasn't, some stuff from his wife's perspective is very important. I think. Yeah. So and we'll and we kind of haven't yet. So we're definitely mm-hmm. setting that up, which is I think why where a lot of my criticism comes from. And like like I said, fridge logic thing. Of at the end of the day, these are both bad parents. But stories about bad parents can be very good. Yeah. And the idea that they're people, it's kind of an underrepresented story. Like I was talking about when we talked about Sailor Moon last week. Mm-hmm. 
I got one piece at number two for all okay. the reasons we just talked about with you. Sure. And I, I, I can go first. I got my hero at one since we were just talking about it. Sure. Um, despite all the criticisms I talked about, those were kind of fridge logic things that I, because, yeah. yo, this got me thinking about the Todoroki family. And mm-hmm. like it, the mom is depicted as a saint when, and I think this is kind of a point they're going to get to. She is at least as guilty as in the end of her. Yeah. And, you know, mental health is a real thing. Seek help when you, when you have those issues. I'm not, you know, she might not even be fully at fault for that. But it's just like a fridge logic thing that's in the back that, you know, it's, like I said, a heavy subject, especially for shonen manga. So I want to see how it's handled. Mm-hmm. What And what do you have at number one, as if I haven't figured it out by elimination? So that's where I have Witch Watch. I just, I really enjoyed this story this week. I was getting not... We never learned vibes, but it was just that lighthearted romantic comedy thing that I I had been missing for a while. I mean, certainly that this slots into that spot, right? Yes. Even if it's not the same quality or like it's not nearly as cheesecakey, although Ayakashi Triangle has that unlocked, so no yeah. need. But the interview thing just really got me. Like those sequences just were really good for me, at least. And, and I, I think part of it is I don't like that in like media, but I do like recognize, oh, for this manga, this is perfect. Yeah. But the moments like they didn't do anything particular for me. Yeah. I, I'm just, just like, oh, yeah, this is the perfect choice for this series. Good job. Good job, mangaka. Yep. All right. Unless you have anything else to say, that nope. brings us to Snow White with the red hair. Mm-hmm. And we will talk about volume one after the break. So we read Snow White with the Red Hair, Volume 1. This was your recommendation, Kevin. Did you say it was an anime as well? Is that how you yes. heard of it? Or Yeah, that's how I heard of it. I never saw the anime. It came out fairly recently, like within the past three years, I want to say. Maybe four to get animated. Because uh, it looked like when I was reading, the series got serialized in like 2006. So it's been around for a while. It doesn't have a recent vibe. It doesn't have like an old vibe. It doesn't feel 90s. But you're saying 2006. That sounds exactly right. Yeah, I think I think that's what... Because they had some stuff in the back of the volume about, um, you know, like author's notes. Mm-hmm. I think it was after the one shot at the end of this where she was saying, yeah, I, I got... Or it was like, hey, this is the author. She got this serialized in 2006 or somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what did you think of the volume? I actually liked it. You know, every time we every time we do this shoujo month kind of always makes me like not be like I should totally get into shoujo manga, but it's kind of like refreshing to read something a little different. I agree with you on the point, but we're going to have one of those spicy ones cuz I really did not care for this. Okay. It reminded me a lot of Sweet Rain in that it seems has that same like monthly publishing I only do this occasionally cadence. Part mm-hmm. of that is the margin stuff. I I would bet you this was in the same magazine. I don't know that for sure, though. Probably. But whereas Sweet Rain has like a very strong premise, even if, we, like we talked about last time we read it, it's starting to run out of gas in volume two. Mm-hmm. The premise here like just does nothing for me. 
it, it's just mostly makes some jokes about Snow White. There's no real like I feel like she came up with the title and was like, that's really good. What do I do with this? And to be fair, it is. And this is a fine thing to do with this. But like t- similar to like I talked about with Witch Watch, I really wanted this to like pick a direction and go that way. Mm-hmm. There are things I like about it. I like how uh, independent she is, how she wants to, you know, be recognized for her own accomplishments and be independent. I, li- I like the character. OK, but all the stuff that goes around her. Similar to Sailor Moon has an almost like a dreamlike feel of now this is happening, now this is happening, but it feels more distorted for whatever reason to me. Okay. I also just like, again, the second, it also has that problem where the second chapter feels very similar to the first to me. Like it's almost a repeat. It's got very similar vibe and tone and the stuff after that, I liked a lot more. Mm-hmm. Chapter four, the last one we get is definitely my favorite because she has to solve a problem with her established skills. Yeah. And I enjoyed that, but like a bunch of the stuff leading up to it and like everybody hates her and wants to attack her for some reason. And I really don't understand why. It's not that everyone hates her and wants to attack her. It's that she keeps running to basically bounty hunters that at first it's the, the prince who wants to take her as his concubine. Yeah, that, that I get. And then the next guy that captures her heard about that and it was like oh well if this is a prize that even a prince couldn't get how much would someone else be willing to pay for it yeah that that chapter is the one that really like puts a bad taste in my mouth because she's all about hey i want to be independent and that's the one where she has to be rescued by her prince like straight up after a similar situation in the first chapter but at least she puts herself in that problematic situation to like show character yeah she, she is using your shonen willpower to be like, okay, like I, I will give myself up to save someone else. It's like she, she is, you know, captured by her own will in the first chapter. In the second one, she's just attacked by bandits. And then I really don't get in the third chapter when there's like an assassin guy with an arrow who like is like, I am not working with the villain of this chapter. I just wanted to scare you with an arrow. And I came to tell you that goodbye. Well, that was basically like he's a, like he's a fucking Venture Brothers villain. <laughs> I've been actually watching a lot of Venture Brothers. <laughs> but no, that was basically like, I got him as being like that mar- one Marquis who was like, she's probably like a gold digger trying to uh-huh, uh-huh. insinuate herself into the court. And so that's why he was trying to like that element of trying to scare her. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like he's the main villain of that chapter. But then the guy who shot her like pops up and is like, I have nothing to do with him. I am an entirely separate villain who is shooting arrows at you. Well, no, that's also, not what I, it... I decided to tell you that. I don't think it was a. I don't think it was entirely that. I think it was like I used to like I work for the Marquis or whatever. Uh, that's I, that's I, the I, feeling I got. What, I and thought the Marco- he literally said, "I'm not in league with the Marquis." The Marquis said, "I did this alone." Mm. But I like to be fair. The author doesn't even really know who that dude is. Because yeah, they didn't yeah. give him a name, and then at the end when they were like listing characters, they were like, "I never even got a chance to name this dude, so uh, we'll see him later." Yeah, and like I said, that's my like, like that laissez fairness with the story. I don't like. Again, it's a very like difficult thing because like when we we just talked last week about Sailor Moon, and I love the like dreamlike quick quality of that, but I think mm-hmm. that plays on emotion better. Whereas I feel like stuff just happens in this manga. Okay. And like I said, the last chapter by far was the one that got me the most because it's like she's been studying in all the previous chapters and now she's has a test. And because of her studying, she's able to figure out what's going on. 
and you know save the day is an exaggeration but you know succeed at her goals yeah that's a well done story and i think her character shows pretty well but like i said the plot that happens around her feels really haphazard to me yes but i think that i I don't want to say that's by design but reading the author's notes so the first chapter was a one shot that she wasn't expecting Mm -hmm. to get turned into a series which, again, like I said, it strikes me very similar to Sweet Rain in that way. But yes. And so then when you do the series, you retell that story. Uh, of Chapter twos in manga are often the worst chapters, I think. Yep. So it kind of has this feeling of... Because she has other publicated stuff before. So it felt like she submitted a one-shot of, you know, like, I'm a mangaka. I, I have this, like she was saying, you know, I had this idea come to my head. So I wanted to publish this story. This uh, very rapey like, uh, Snow White, although I guess Snow White is pretty rapey to begin with. So Yeah. Well, she was like, I initially wanted to do Princess, uh, was going to call it Princess Snow White, uh, except I like eventually decided I didn't want to make her a princess. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it kind of has this feeling of like, yeah, I should submit this as a one shot. And then somebody was like, this should be a series. Um, uh, okay. I, I, I can make that work. I think she couldn't, or at least at first couldn't, and that's my problem with it. Like I said, it just it reminds me a lot of Sweet Rain, where the stories feel unconnected. But again, Sweet Rain has a way better premise to hold it together and make me want to see more. And even like that's falling apart at the seams. Snow White red, with the red hair feels to me like it's fraying apart at the beginning. And with this last chapter, maybe it's coming back together. I think that's re- really is like the. I did not get the feeling that it's coming apart at the seams. I kind of got this was a. Let me try and get my feet like it's not that none of the stories are bad and there is at least that kind of thread of she wants to like I want to be independent. Well, in the second chapter, she kind of realizes, okay, maybe being independent doesn't mean I can go wandering off into the woods by myself at my leisure like that. That's not independence. That's stupidity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the the other chapter where she's trying to figure out who told the guards about not letting her back in where she's like, I, I, I need to make myself important at court. So I'll become a court uh, herbalist. And then that, although that that's already her goal before yeah. then. I know, but like, I just, it was, you know, cementing of that. And then in the third chapter where she's like, all right, I'm going to pass this test where the chief herbalist had kind of like thrown a, a curveball into the test to, you know, probably try and weed out the people who didn't understand. So it's actually a test, not just yeah, an activity. So it was like, oh, you actually managed to figure out that this plant was this plant. It was causing these problems. like, And you actually fixed it. Way to go. I would have been just surprised if you figured out what the problem was and said, sorry, I didn't have enough time to fix it. Uh-huh. Was the feeling I got out of that where she was like, wow, that you went way beyond what I thought you'd be able to do. Although, to be fair, she also got locked in the greenhouse, which was not supposed to be part of the test. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, that's kind of all I have to say about it. You know, like, I, I didn't like it, but I don't have, like, a laundry list of this was terrible, and this was terrible, and this was terrible. I mean, that's fine. Like, I actually did kind of like it, and might, you know, it's it's not, it's offered by Viz, it's not on Viz. Mm-hmm. So I might maybe watch the anime, see how that did. Yeah, and I could see... Because this, if it is just a thing, if it didn't get its feet under itself right away, an anime can very easily fix that by choosing what it adapts. Yeah, or I might continue reading it at some point when I get some more free time. Who knows when that mm-hmm. will happen. But yeah, I, I I did actually enjoy it. And like I said, it's nice to read some of these 
you know, different style manga and get, oh yeah, the you know, like, yes, while I am a shonen boy, I do prefer different types of stories every now and again. Mm-hmm. We have all summer for shonen. We can yep. devote three weeks to some uh, shoujo. I, I like shoujo as well. If not, that's not obvious with Sailor Moon being the one I push for. And I was the one who's like, we got to read Sweet Rain for at Christmas until we're out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else you want to say on it? Do we want to talk about the one shot? I didn't actually read the one shot because I didn't, oh, okay. really didn't like it. And I was kind of rushed for time this week with reading manga. Was right, it good? Fair. Did you enjoy it? Uh, Yeah, I liked it. it you They're know, often it was kind the of best a... parts of Sweet Rain. I probably should have read it. Yeah, it was kind of a sweet story, you know, a summer love story kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you could always read it later. Yeah, I, I own it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, if that's all you have to say, that brings us to personality power level. Vegeta, what does the scouter say about his power level? Personality power level is the segment where we rank manga characters from best to worst. At the very top is Uzumaki Naruto from the same series. At the bottom is Koku from Flame of Rekia. He's like Master Roshi if he was somehow even pervier and worth teaching martial arts. Dead in the center, we have Buggy the Clown from One Piece and Red from Pokemon Adventures. We should read more of that soon. But right below Red, we have Chise Hattori from Ancient Magus Bride. Okay. And I think part of this is art style, but like I think they're they're not comparable characters, but they're all they're both characters that exist for fantasies that aren't quite mine. Mm-hmm. So I find them comparable. I think Chise is better. What do you think? I like Chise more. Not that I don't like what's this Yasuhime, is that her name? <laughs> nope. That is uh that <laughs> No, that's the That's, that's the Princess. Is yep. <laughs> Shirayaki. Shir- I'm, I'm sorry, Shirayuki is her name. Okay. But yeah, I would agree. I like Chise more. She's got a bit more of a tragic story going on, but I definitely I do like her more. Not too much lower, we have Maka from Soul Eater, and I like her more than Maka, but you're more the Soul Eater guy, so what do you think? I actually like her independence strength, like especially that one line in the first chapter of no one else will write my story for me. It's not a quite, that's not exactly what it was, but it was something along the lines of like, I'm going to write my own story. And so I like that feel that she's got of, I do want to be independent and worth it, even though... Like I have these, I had this prince that wanted me to become his wife, and I could live a life of luxury with little to no effort. That's not me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. No, I agree with you. So we'll put her above Maka then. The halfway point between the two is Gamco, the puppet girl from Flame of Rekka. She's probably better than her on account yeah. of she's more of a character. Although right above her we have uh, Nanamine from Bakuman, and I don't like. Well. Yeah, I don't think I like her as much as Nanamine, although to be fair, a lot of that is that I've read all of Nanamine's story and I haven't her. I do kind of feel like I might put her above if I read a little bit more of this. What do you think? I, I I'd be fair I'd be fair putting it down below for now. I'm not saying that I won't ever call it again, but I'm definitely much less likely to if you didn't like it. Maybe if I read volume two by myself and find that it works even better, I might call it again. Yeah, and I would not be like, oh, man, let's never read this again. But there are plenty of shoujo fish in this G, right? And yes. there are plenty we've liked, we've both liked, so. Yeah. So Shirayuki will go at number 58, above Gamco, and below Toro Nanamine. Speaking of shoujo, we are going to round out February with the first shoujo series we read, Cypher. Volume two, 3 is what we're up to, mm-hmm. not volume 2. So join us next week for that. Until then, our opening theme is Fighting Against One's Will by Midair Machine. 
Our closing theme is A Psychic Fistfight by Tom W. Emerit. Other music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions, and our album art is by Kate Wind on DeviantArt. www.lastpodcast.com is our website, where you can check out my other podcast, It's a Gundam, where we are in a sort of limbo hell because of COVID-19, where we're watching my least favorite Gundam series, Gundam Build Divers, and it's bad. Anything you want to plug, Kevin? Not this week. All right. Have a great week, everybody. We will see you next time. Yeah. Stop.